Play this right. is an eight iron and it's a dead shank. This has gone left and into the jungle where the elephants go to die. Two perfect shots, Michael. You got me in the water on one and over the green on the other. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Fifth Major Podcast, Episode 5. Uh, today, I've got uh, a very, very special guest. Um, he is four times US Kids winner two times Callaway World Junior Champion. Led his high school to the North Carolina State Championships in 2013 and 2015. Carolina's amateur champion twice. He has the 11th lowest stroke average in University of North Carolina golf history. And he also boasts a Bucks golf record of nine wins, one draw and one loss for the University of Nottingham. He needs absolutely no introduction. It is Joshua Martin. Good to have you. Hey, Josh. Alex. Hey, Alex, Josh. Thanks for having me. Hi, Looking forward go. to this. Good to have you, Josh. Should be fun. Also, we have our fifth major's very own Josh Wright helping me out today with this interview. So, um, uh, Josh, didn't you want to kick off with a few just quick fire questions? Would yeah, you... we, we can do, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, just to start it off, um, just to maybe get to get to know you a little bit more, Josh, for those for those that don't know you very well. Um, yeah, I'll just give you some quick fire questions. I just want quick answers, so uh, not much thinking uh, needs to be done. Um, okay, so favorite TV show? Ooh, How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Homer Simpson or Peter Griffin? Oh, Peter Griffin. Blondes or brunettes? Brunettes. Ooh. Favorite song? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite movie? Favorite movie. Good Will Hunting. Mm. Uh, your life hero? Life hero. Tiger Woods. So that's golf, golf hero as well. Um, UK golf courses or US golf courses? Gotta go with US golf courses. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I, thought, I thought that would be the case. Um, favorite UK golf course? Mm, Mount well. Good, good lad. Um, Rory or Brooks? Rory. Yeah. Jack or Tiger? Tiger. Ooh. And final one, you've got a 10-foot putt. Um, or some, some, you've got to give somebody a 10-foot putt to save your life. Who are you choosing? Josh Wright. Oh, we love it. <laughs> Boom. Cheers, Josh. Good lad. Yeah. I, di I didn't actually ask you to say that either, did I? No, you didn't. No, it's just truth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh, you, I would also pick you, mate. Just... You've obviously not seen me play too much. No, I haven't. <laughs> um, right, right, J-Mop. So we've heard, we've heard a few of your um, achievements and records um earlier there um i just want to go um to the very very beginning um when when did you start playing golf yeah so i started playing when i was three my brother um began he's 22 months older than me so he picked up the game when he was five then i was going out to like watch his lessons so eventually i was like 
well, I got to give this a try too because I didn't. I kind of got bored just standing there watching. Yeah. Uh, well, were there were there ever any other any other sports that you played, Josh, or was it just primarily golf? And were you hooked from an early age? Mm-hmm. Yeah, growing up, we played we played all the main sports: uh, football, basketball, baseball, soccer, tennis, golf. Yeah. So um, yeah, we we pretty much experienced it all as as young kids, and yeah, eventually we and kind of put was, those put those other sports aside and yeah. started to focus on golf. Was golf always uh, always the main one, or did you uh, like were you excelling at the others as well? Hmm. Yeah, golf was was like clearly the one I was best at. I was also my second best sport was probably soccer, what you guys call football. <laughs> what position? I was, I was, I was, we didn't we didn't really see you uh, see you playing football actually. Yeah. You? Yeah, we would have had a kickback in the park, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of fun because I was just I was faster than everybody else, um, so I could just run past them and then just score pretty easily. So it would have been interesting to see. What I could have made myself if I would have continued practicing yeah. and playing. Probably yeah, the, the, the for, for Man United by now. Yeah. What's that? I was just gonna say maybe we're running past people because the standard in America is not very good. Yeah, yeah it could be. <laughs> We've watched. We'll, it. we'll never know. <laughs> never know. Um, so when when did you sort of start to realize that there could be a career in golf for you? Mm-hmm. I think probably like seven, eight, nine. Um, that's when I kind of started winning those uh, U.S. Kids Worlds. So uh, after I started to win those pretty consistently, um, yeah, I, I felt like there could be a career to this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were, were you um, were you always? You mentioned you got a like slightly older brother. Um, were you two always like really competitive? Uh, with each other and do you reckon that made you uh, that made you a better golfer at a younger age uh yeah we, we did do pretty much like everything together like we practiced and played golf all the time together but um honestly we, we had so much competition like from tournaments and stuff I think when we were just practicing we just kind of enjoyed the camaraderie of it um yeah. we, we played games but it wasn't uh, like super we want to get like be super intense about it just because we can we, we we already have competition um, other days of the week so we kind of just enjoyed uh, I would say like when we had time to practice with each other we just kind of enjoyed that more so who yeah. was better when you were younger um <laughs> I, I mean it, I'd like better. to say myself but it, it was it was pretty close we we were it was back and forth just like it is now, it just kind of depends on the day. But yeah, um, I was probably like slightly more consistent. Who, who's better now? Uh, man, I, I did play pretty well yesterday. I might have to back myself <laughs> after that round. What did you, what, what did you shoot yesterday? Uh, I shot like 68. Ooh. Ooh. And, uh, that's number four. Yeah. yeah that's, that's not... so 68, 68 on a Pinehurst course without, without practicing much, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was felt felt pretty good. The ball striking was on. Had a couple of three putts. <laughs> I bet it was a really low one. Oh, Jesus. But now, nah, like whenever we go out, anybody can win on any given day. It's just just depends yeah. who's on. Yeah, who's not. Uh, and 
what, um, how instrumental were your parents into like guiding you down the golf, golfing junior career? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they obviously played a huge role in both of our lives. We, um, they, they helped us like travel to tournaments. They supported us financially. And I think eventually my, my dad probably saw that golf was like our best sport. Um, and he saw that like there's, there's less risk with injury with golf and it's a sport that you can pretty much play your whole life. So like logistically it just makes more sense to do that. Um, if you can play a sport and not have to worry why well, people do get injured in golf, but there's less of a risk I would say than other sports. So you just kind of, saw that it was our best sport plus the longevity of it makes more sense so probably yeah. smarter to go into a sport like that yeah. <laughs> and, and have, you always, have you always um played at Pinehurst um yeah so when I was nine uh, I grew up in Wilson North Carolina which is like two hours away from Pinehurst and then when I was nine we moved to Pinehurst became members at the resort and pretty much played there throughout my junior golf career yeah, just playing every day on Pinehurst. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Would you, when you go into these uh, junior constructs, would you, would your mum and dad always walk around with you, or were they, uh, were they like nervous watchers and uh, and couldn't watch you play? Uh, definitely when young, when we were younger, they would they would watch. But I think as the years went on they kind of just like to give us our space and yeah, just let like let us just go out there and not have any distractions just kind of let us do our own thing yeah but um yeah obviously they, they had to drive us to the tournaments when we were young so they <laughs> kind yeah, of had I mean, to be out there I, I mean like obviously the u.s is a is a lot bigger place than the uk so like mm-hmm. what what like how, what kind of distances were you traveling to to get to these golf events so i assume the standard you were at, there were some uh, like plane journeys involved in it all. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, it's pretty much like everywhere, like you can imagine in the country throughout the year. We used to, like, except for the Callaway Junior Worlds, for example, that was in San Diego every summer. So we just yeah. take a plane over and we'd be there for a week, and then also been to literally everywhere in the country texas several times florida a lot during the winter time just because it's warmer down there yeah um been up to the northeast several times arizona oregon washington state my my parents used to moan when they had to take me to um football games sunday football which is like Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, we we had uh, quite a few road trips and plane flights at an early age, so it was and, definitely cool to see other parts of the country, get the travel, and kind of just see what's out there. Yeah, did did you enjoy doing all that, Josh, at the time? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think it's it's cool just seeing different parts of the world that you've never been exposed to before, and then yeah. it's uh, it's not. We went there to play golf, but it was almost like a vacation in some sense that we could go stay at like a nice resort or whatever and just play golf. So there was a lot of, a lot of fun to it. Uh, But at the same time we were like trying to compete and win everything we played in. So 
yeah. it was a mixture of, of fun and competitiveness that we that we had. Yeah. Do you have any um do you have any tournaments that you won that like particularly stick in stick in the mind? So like some of those like world kids or something? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I, I think one of the biggest weeks was uh my brother since uh for the, the US kids they they have age divisions based off every year, but for um the Callaway Junior Worlds they did like every two years, so it'd be like eleven and twelve, like eight and nine. Or that makes sense. Uh, yeah, like nine, ten, eleven, twelve, stuff like that. So we I won and Zach won like two different age groups in the same week okay. uh, in San Diego. And I think we had our grandparents out there too. So it was like a pretty special moment for our family to celebrate that. Um, it was pretty cool. And then let's see, biggest like U.S. kid or the most memorable was probably when I was like around nine. Um, the tournament used to be in Williamsburg, Virginia, but then they eventually moved it to Pinehurst. And that was like the first year that they had come to Pinehurst and it was on Pinehurst number three. And I was playing against uh, Sam Horsfield. And um, I remember during the final round, he was playing well and I wasn't playing like super great, but um, he had like a two shot lead going into the final four holes. And then um, I think I birdied 15, we both parred 16, 17. He had, a, he had a massive lip out on 17. That would have taken him to two up, but um. 18 um both hitter drives in the fairway hit it to like 30 feet i putt first and make my like 30 footer then he he three putts and i uh ended up beating him by one three that, was, that was funny yeah oh, that's a bottle, isn't it? yeah because i i used to i used to play him we had a lot of battles growing up and i think eventually after beating him one time he was just like, Josh, are you ever going to let me win? And I just yeah. said, no. <laughs> but then eventually he started beating me. <laughs> I guess the joke's on me. Yeah. You mentioned Sam Horsford now. He's, he's doing all right for himself on the European tour, I believe. Mm-hmm. Now, and um, was there any other uh, sort of tour pros that you've played with uh, through your junior career? Any good stories about them? Um, uh, I'm not like close with many tour players, but I remember the first, well, the only U.S. Junior tournament I qualified for was in 2011. I think it was like the summer before Jordan Spieth was about to go to college. Okay. For some reason, it worked out with his birthday where he could uh, play because he was like one of the oldest people in the field. But um, yeah, so he was like pretty, he was like the best junior in the country uh, playing right before he's going to school and I just remember him on the putting green with his posse after one of the rounds like putting around with Bo Hostler and a few other of his friends and uh, I just remember him talking like smack to these boys he'd like line up a 30 footer and stand over it and he's like oh yeah that's going in and then he's just like keep draining these 30 footers walking them in <laughs> And I was like, dang, this kid's going to be pretty good one day. <laughs> and he ended up winning winning the U.S. Junior that week. And I think he's gone on to a pretty fun career since yeah. then. Yeah, he's been Even all right. Some of us have <laughs> some, some doubts as to whether he'll make it back on top or not. Yeah. Josh Wright thinks he's but, finished. But, uh, yeah. DJ finished him, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> didn't you uh, also play with JT once? Um, 
Yeah, so we uh, that was who that was a while ago. Uh, that was probably when I was like nine, and uh, JT was like maybe thirteen or fourteen. It was this tournament in Chicago called the World Youth Teen Challenge. Yeah. And the first year they had it, we were we were on the same team together. Um, we had Justin and some other guy and the oldest age group, and then uh, Grayson Murray, who uh, my brother and I grew up playing or junior golf with. As young kids, um, there's actually the funniest stories about him for that week because <laughs> he, uh, he's always been kind of a wild card and he's kind of known for his temper. So uh, he went to his dad after one of the rounds, got him um, like uh, set up in the Bettinardi putting studio, yeah. which is located in Chicago. So he got this custom fitting, got this really sweet custom putter. Then the next round, he um, he was putting with it, and to the right of the 18th hole, there's this big lake, and I think he missed a he maybe had like a three putt or a crucial miss putt on the last, and he after the putt he chucks his putter 50 yards into the lake <laughs> <laughs> after after putting with it for one day. Um, but yeah, yeah, we had a I think we ended up winning the the first year we. We had that team together. Uh, JT, yeah, was on it. I, I didn't really play with him or see him play much because he was so much older than me. But yeah, it was pretty cool to be on his team for that week and especially see where he is now. Yeah. Did, did, you, did you seem like a, a, a nice bloke when you were when you were winning, Josh? Yeah, I, I I don't remember I don't remember too much, but yeah, I think he he was a uh, very very friendly. Little guy, especially back then, yeah. <laughs> when he was only a little kid, yeah. no worries in the world. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. He seems like a like a good lad. Yeah. So I mean, for those of, those that are watching who might not know kind of too much about what the U.S. kids is, I mean, I was doing a little bit of uh, research and um, I, I saw I think only only one. Uh, one boy had won more U.S. kids than you, um, and I mean that there's been a lot of uh, very good young players coming through. I mean, like you just said, Spieth and Thomas for one. Um, like, how big a thing is it? I know you're quite modest, but how big a thing is it to win to win more of those things? I mean, uh, like doing a bit of research, it sounds uh, like pretty incredible. Yeah. Um... There's something you're proud of. There's got to be something you're proud of, surely. Yeah, it's something I'm proud of, but I guess I, I was fortunate in a sense that they did uh, start hosting the tournament in Pioneers. <laughs> I could, I could yeah, play but, a, I mean, plenty of practice rounds. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was, it was pretty big at the time, but I think with each step in golf, like, um, like the importance like becomes – Yeah importance is like As you get increased older. so yeah just like like the level is is more difficult the the standard of play is is better so um yeah so yeah what, at the time at the time it felt like incredible but i guess looking back at it like it doesn't winning u.s kids championships doesn't really get you like much <laughs> well i mean it doesn't get you much but i mean it's still it's still like a lot more than uh, i mean there's only one person in this world that say that they've won more US kids than you so like yeah. that that's got to count for something I mean it's pretty pretty special yeah did you uh, golf hall of fame inductee yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah maybe we should get you yeah 
did you would you said like you felt pressure um of being like a bit of a prodigy as a kid mm. pressure um not not really from like the outside i think i i just held myself to a high standard in general yeah so i put pressure on myself um so it whew. yeah I, I guess i felt like a little bit of pressure in a sense that i just wanted to play well really badly because yeah. i was just always like competitive and always wanted to win yeah so um but i think i think it was mostly like good pressure that i put on myself um but now i i don't think outside influences had too much to deal with the the pressure that was on on me i i well i've always i've seen you play uh at nottingham obviously quite a bit and playing with you you just seem to be you know really calm on the course nothing ever phases you like you're exactly the same when you hit a great shot and a bad shot um has it always been like that or have uh, have like nerves got the better of you like when you were younger because like these things that you want to, I'd imagine a pretty pressurized situation. Would you would you feel really nervous? Um, I don't know. I, I normally like the the first tee shots. Like the only time I would like feel some uh, some well, not, not really like nervous, just like a little well, like little butterflies. I don't know. But like once I got off the first tee, I, I normally felt like pretty pretty calm with what I was doing. Um, yeah. But no, like as far as me always being, uh, like just easy going on the course. Uh, no, I, I've, I think in the past I had been like a little, little too intense. Because uh, I've had some, some uh, bad streaks of breaking clubs, especially in college. Um, but I think over time you just kind of learn that like this is a game and it should be like fun to play. Like. Yeah. Uh, so it, think, it never is though is it <laughs> no no I, but I think just putting everything in perspective is important and that's like kind of the only way well at least for, for me I think most people would probably agree maybe not everyone but putting golf in perspective and just enjoying it is the best for your game anyway so I think yeah. that's like if you want to perform just like have fun with it yeah. yeah, and that's that's something that I kind of had to, uh, I kind of had to make the mistake myself to learn from that and get to where I am now. <laughs> yeah, I guess get to the point where I act the same regardless of whether I hit in the fairway or out of bounds. Yeah, um, moving on um, to your college. When did you sort of decide that you were going to go to UNC? Mm-hmm. So after, yeah, after. Um, my sophomore year in high school we came off winning the state championship for our high school and my brother had he was like about to go to unc to play golf um so i just i I felt like after we won that um i enjoyed being on a team with him and i knew a few other players in between our class who were going to unc um i committed after my after my sophomore year in high school yeah and did you have, did you have any other offers? Uh, yeah, well, my my top three were like UNC, Wake, and Georgia Tech. Um, so, yeah, I had offers from them. And I don't know, normally, normally with golf, you have to visit a program a couple of times and show like a lot of interest before they offer you. Oh, okay. But I, uh, I kind of, 
I kind of had like a narrow list like from the from the start so I didn't really pursue like a, a whole lot of golf programs um kind of knew what I wanted and uh so, yeah obviously being um from North Carolina yourself you, you wanted to go to UNC was that a big factor as well yeah so um uh, my dad grew up um the UNC fan he went he went to school at University of North Carolina so I had all, always been well for the most part been a UNC fan growing up and yeah um especially with my brother going there uh I just I just felt like it was the right time the program was uh beginning to move in the right direction and thing things just seemed to make sense uh by going there yeah that's it's, it's interesting that American college sports dynamic because I mean, my dad went to Birmingham, for instance. You never say I'm a university yeah. fan. Like, there's that's just not a thing. Over yeah. Here. Um, but yeah. Would, would you get anybody from like the university coming to watch your golf games, Josh? Um. We well, see. We uh, it's it's different with uh, sports. Well, golf in America because everything's stroke play, and typically during a season you you only have one home tournament, if that. Yeah. So you only have one week where people can come out and support you. Yeah. Unlike at University of Nottingham where you have home matches like every other week. But yeah, d- during the during the home matches, we have lots of family and like some friends from the university come out to support, which was kind of nice. Yeah. Unfortunately, it- that could only happen once once a yeah. year. Was it quite a like a pressurized, intense atmosphere when you played these college games? Because um, I know it's like it's pretty competitive stuff, isn't it? So, did, like, did it ever get kind of too much? Because you you're playing quite a bit of golf, aren't you? Yeah, uh, typically, yeah, typically we'd play thirty six um, the first round and then eighteen on the second round. So, yeah, those thirty six whole days walking was was pretty <laughs> tough. Um, yeah pretty much out there from sun up to sundown so you kind of had to try to remain focused (laughs) at all times and then take some mental breaks when you can but um uh it it was it was intense because you are competing not only for yourself but for your university uh five five people on a team and they count the best four scores every round so you know yeah. Like most likely, like your score is going to count, so you better play hard. Um, yeah. But in a sense, it was like fun um, that you were like competing with other people from your university. So there was that sense of camaraderie. And when you'd see them on the course, you'd like you like wave or like if there's a backup on the course, you could sit down for a little bit and talk to them. Yeah. Um, and just kind of like support each other, whether they're having a good round or not. Yeah. And would you say did you enjoy more when you when you're winning your US kids titles or did you enjoy more your college golf? Uh, yeah, d- definitely college golf. Um, there's just something about being part of a team that I've always loved. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was um, there's nothing better than like winning winning a tournament as a team. Yeah. Seeing all the all the hard work of not only the players but the the coaches, uh, the administrators, that all that paying off, and uh, yeah, just just being able to celebrate with each other's was yeah. fun. 
Oh, when you first went to college, Josh, did you, um, did you get distracted at all by the whole college atmosphere, partying, frat houses, all that stuff, or was that not really part of it? Yeah, I think, I think everybody gets, or at least experiences that sort of stuff, um, and they kind of have to learn to manage it. Manage it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think every freshman, sophomore is going <laughs> to, gonna indulge like a little bit in that they just have to find a happy median uh where they can keep up with their their golf game their schoolwork and stuff like that but eventually you, you kind of mature out of that what's that you think you managed to find that happy medium quite quickly or yeah i would say would i'd say sp- relatively i mean yeah re- relatively quickly um i think you i think i yeah i learned like what was priority for me and then I kind of like learned to spend most of my time on the things that I really cared about and that wasn't like one of the most important things it was fun I mean obviously like it's fun to go have fun you guys definitely know in the UK (laughs) going out and having fun with with the boys but yeah I think it's something that you eventually grow out of or just just learn that there's there's more important things in life I agree. What what would your average day uh, kind of consist of in uh, North Carolina? Like, what what time would you be getting up? And are there quite a lot of um, kind of constraints with the golf? Do they kind of force you into doing like practice sessions and whatever? Yeah. So with um, with our golf team, we we pretty much had uh, we we had um, priority when selecting classes. So most of us would had morning classes maybe something like nine to twelve um something like that on mondays and then tuesdays it was tuesday thursday is a whole different schedule but yeah you go to class for a couple hours in the morning and then typically try to get a bite to eat either the apartment or dining hall and then then you're pretty much heading out to the golf course to to practice but um our golf team we didn't really have scheduled practice really uh-huh. So like there wasn't like specific times where you needed to be out there, but um, I think there was just like a standard on the held within the team, like where we know like how much we need to practice and um, what we need to do. Uh, whether like if it's a busy week with school, like I think the coaches trust us to get our golf done, but also like allow time for that. So. Um, yeah, I would say a typical day would be a couple hours of class and maybe have like an hour or so to break, get some lunch, go change, and then head to the course for, I don't know, it could be a couple hours, it could be five, six hours, just depending on the day, like practice a little bit, then go play a quick 18, um, have a match with some teammates, just just depends uh, on the circumstances and how much kind of schoolwork and everybody knows what they what they have going on in their lives so yeah kind of on an individual basis and you said there as well like you'll hold each other to standard obviously you're all sort of elite elite amateur golfers at this point um what what was that sort of standard if you like in terms of like well in terms of handicap why not is everyone like plus three plus four handicappers yeah i would say I'd say pretty much everybody on most D1 teams are going to be in the pluses. So probably 
yeah, it could be depending on the team anywhere from like plus three, plus four and up or scratching up depending on the level of, uh, of the golf team. But yeah, I, th- I think our golf team probably had, it's like mostly plus two, plus three and up. Yeah. But it's obvious like to get to that level, the amateur. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've got yeah. playing every day, don't you really? Um, yeah, you pretty much, um, unless you're some freak, freak talent. Yeah. You, you're, yeah. you're probably practicing every day. Yeah. Try to get better. Um, do you want to just talk us through maybe some highlights of your college career, tournaments you'd won? Um, okay. So I actually never won a tournament for uh, while I was uh, playing for the University of North Carolina, but I did win on the Carolinas and that you already mentioned. Um, I was at the end of my – in between my junior and senior year. Uh, so, like, the summer after my junior year, I won my first Carolina Zam. And then last summer after my senior year, I won the the back-to-back Carolina Zam. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, what what scores did you best, win them, Josh? Um, I think the, the first one was, like, minus nine. And then last, last summer, I had a good showing, finished nine, minus 16. Oh, what's that? <laughs> How many holes? Through seventy-two holes, yeah, so you get four rounds to do it. But my my best finish in a collegiate event was was plus or no, it was um tie like third, I think. Yeah. That was my my freshman year. I think the first tournament of the spring semester. It was at TPC Sawgrass, the Valley Course, not the stadium. Yeah, it's like the other course, um, but. Yeah, it was uh, a sh- the the first day I it was a thirty sixer and I shot sixty four sixty eight. Yeah, so it was it was uh, just one of those days where everything was kind of clicking, yeah. chipping in, putting, pulling out from forty feet, stuff like that. Just sounds like a normal day. And yeah. yeah, and then I I think I only had like a two shot lead. <laughs> <laughs> And 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 I played the final round with Sam Horsfield, and and he ended up beating me. <laughs> I, th- I think the, the first, the first, yeah, yeah, the first how, drive how of the you, um, final how round. How would you how would you celebrate like a a good a good day on the golf course or a good result or when you won these U.S. kids? Like, would there be a big celebration after it, like recognizing the the achievement, or would you just kind of just brush it off and just think yeah it's just one of them things yeah <laughs> that's what i do so <laughs> yeah so, so our our family loves food so we uh typically go out to eat at a nice restaurant for to, to celebrate whatever it is birthdays achievements stuff like that so typically that would be the basic celebration plan after after something big happens yeah I mean, you, you, I guess you you, uh, you obviously couldn't be drinking, could you, after them US kids? Yeah, yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, so, so the weird, the, the one big difference, because the drinking age is 18 in the UK, and you guys, I it felt very strange after that, um, what was it, the teacher, it was like staff versus students <laughs> yeah. match. We, we After the round, we had beverages with the, <laughs> with the yeah. staff, which felt kind of weird since in the 
in America, you, you just like can't do that. Yeah, that's illegal. Because <laughs> not not only are, are most of the students under underage, right. even if they are of age, like it's like an NCAA double A rule that or something like you can't, uh, or maybe it's, it was just a university rule. But yeah, you, we can't be drinking at all on uh, team team trips and stuff like that. So. You mentioned um, uh, how you shot sixty four, sixty eight, and um, uh, you only two shots. You say you only had a two shot lead after that. Yeah, I think so. That just sort of shows the standard of these like college events. Um, who's the best player you've played with or played against, or best players from college? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think three people probably come to mind. Um, yeah, the first is probably like Sam Horsfield. Yeah, having played with him, um, his game, his game is just really good. Uh, he's always been like a was like a known for being a great putter as a junior when I would play with him. But uh, playing him with him during that tournament, like his his ball striking is just really consistent and solid too. Um, so his game stuck out to me. I think he was first team All-American his freshman year and only played college golf for like a year and a half. So um, that just showed kind of his potential. And I think I think he's doing pretty well on the European tour now. Um, next is probably Dylan Meyer. Uh, he was a small kid from – played at University of Illinois. But uh, – he was just straight, consistent, and short game was just, like, phenomenal. I played with him and the other kid on my list, uh, Kevin Yu. He plays for Arizona State. I think he's he's a senior this year. Dylan graduated a couple of years ago, but I played with him, both of them, the final round of uh, my junior year at Nationals. And um, I think that was the round <laughs> I shot 85. <laughs> and they both shot, like, low 70s. I think Dylan might have shot, like, in the 60s to finish second overall at Nationals as an individual. Um, and then the next week, they both qualified for the U.S. Open. <laughs> oh, really? And, and played at that a few weeks later. So, yeah. Well, when you're playing with these guys, can you, can you tell the ones that are going to make it and the ones that aren't? Or is it, do you think, just more luck and mentality? Um, I think it is pretty tough because just once once you go pro, like, just everybody is just so good. Yeah. And a lot of it comes down to just, like, just almost, like, things clicking for them, like, a week or, yeah. or just getting unlucky, getting a – bad break here and there or a good break here and there could be the difference between getting your corn fairy card or not um yeah. and then once you're once you're on one of those tours then anything can happen but um yeah i think i think every every everyone's relatively close it just is a matter of like if things are clicking for them at the moment or not yeah yeah um, obviously, I think now with the way the PGA Tour is set up, like it does eliminate some of those like shorter hitters, like Dylan Meyer might have a little less of a chance. Yeah. Uh, on tour, if he's driving at like 270, uh, yeah. compared to other guys who are just bombing it out there, like 320. Yeah. Um, you mentioned um, Carolina's amateur. Was there any other big amateur tournaments that you played and 
performed well or maybe some didn't perform so well in? Uh, you see, in high school, I qualified for, for the two USAMs uh, back-to-back years, 2013 at the Country Club at Brookline and then the following year at Atlanta Athletic Club. So those were two, obviously USAM's probably like the best amateur golf tournament you could play in. But um, first year I did not play very well. And the second year I was actually playing like pretty well through 27 holes of stroke play, 27 out of, there's 36 holes of qualifying before they cut to match play. And I was playing pretty well. I was playing with Xander Shoffley, beating him, handling him pretty well. And then uh, the, the final nine, I think I shot like six over 41 on the final nine to miss the cut by two. So I was, I was pretty devastating. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I did, uh, once you guys send me these, uh, once I was brainstorming about some topics for today, um, I looked back at some old results and I saw that I did take Xander down in the 2010 junior players championship. (laughs) No, no, no. Actually I take that. It was the 2010 polo junior golf tournament. Oh, well. AJGA Invitational. So yes, I did. I did beat him at some point. Yeah. (laughs) You also beat Matt Wolf, haven't you? Yes. Beat Matt Wolf in our final regular season tournament together. There we go. Before you came to Nottingham, I was looking at some of your results and, I mean, just the list of names that you'd beaten in some of these college events was uh, pretty scary. I think I saw, like, Brandon Wu, um, you'd just beat uh, Hovland, people like this. That's mm-hmm. pretty impressive, just doing it on the regular. Yeah, yeah just, just goes to show, like, I mean, yeah, I, I could beat them on one week by maybe a couple shots, but then the next week they'd have a good week, and I want to have a good week, and they'd beat me by 15 shots. <laughs> so. But it goes to show how, yeah, how... That's the nature of golf. How right? much golf. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Golf just fluctuates a lot. Yeah. It's just week by week. Mm. Anything can happen. Yeah, then we all know. At what point yeah. did um, you make the decision to come over to Nottingham? And what what sort of inspired that decision? Um, so, I kind of always planned on turning professional... Um, and eventually after kind of like during the middle to end of my first semester senior year, I kind of realized that the the lifestyle to turn professional didn't really suit me very well. And, um, it just like, wasn't, wasn't really something that I was looking forward to doing. So expanded on that. So was there like fears that you weren't good enough or? Just you thought you'd be better suited in another profession? Um, yeah, obviously, like, I think my play had, like, a little bit to do with it. Uh, if I was winning, like, every college amateur tournament I was playing in, yeah, then that would, uh, that probably would have propelled me to turn pro. <laughs> but um, I think I was, I mean, it, golf is something that I've been doing my, like, almost my entire life just grinding and practicing every day and to make that decision to keep doing that, not only like for fun and as part of my life, but as my whole life and career, that just seems almost overbearing to me and didn't really seem like something like I wanted to do. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. So, um, moving on to Knotts, what made you pick coming to Nottingham um, and coming to the UK in general? Yeah, so I thought um, I enjoyed the college experience at UNC, enjoyed playing golf, especially in that team atmosphere that I had talked about. Um, so to continue doing that in addition to uh, getting getting my master's degree was something that was pretty appealing. Um, meeting meeting new people like like you guys and uh, kind of just exploring new places, uh, something I didn't really get to ho- do a whole lot of yeah. uh, as I was planning to travel a little bit more this semester and over the summer. But I think yeah. that was that was pretty appealing because I'd before I'd only been over to Europe for a week and I was playing golf the whole time. So I didn't really get well, to travel around. That was um, and I think the twenty twelve uh, junior junior open. Down the UK. That yeah, it was um, right across the street from Royal Lytham in St Anne's the year that yeah. Adam bottled it and uh, <laughs> Ernie won. But uh, yeah, we played a this kind of pretty neat course called Fairhaven. It was just like right across the street. And then after playing that, we we went over and watched a few rounds of the Open, which was cool. Um, was it was it a really tough decision for you, Josh, to like to come to the UK, or was it just one that you just kind of jumped at and was really easy? Mm. Yeah, it w- wasn't the easiest decision because there was a lot of like unknowns about about the whole experience um yeah because like i look at your situation and i mean <laughs> for me personally i mean it it'd be kind of crazy to come across the uk like you're living in pinehurst um you've got great golf courses great weather um and then coming to nottingham where the weather's not so good whatever you've already got a degree um so yeah, what 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 was it that kind of just drew you to Nottingham in the UK? Mhm. Um, well, I'd been actually a few of my teammates were actually um, looking into doing this thing at UNC, and neither one, I think both of them, or one decided to go pro, and the other found a job. So they um, their interest level kind of um, fell out, but then. I think over winter break, I was just kind of like thinking about like what to do after I graduated. And uh, I don't, at that time, I didn't really think I was ready to start working uh, just to like go directly into the workforce after I graduated. So I thought this, this would just be like a cool little one year adventure to um, kind of like figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just, yeah, just kind of, think about that and, you know, continue, continue school, continue playing golf and meet some new people, I guess. Was it it what you expected? Was it what you expected when you signed up to it? And you you can say what you want here, don't feel like, uh, like you can, uh, (laughs) like we're going to take offense because we're we're not bothered. We don't have, we don't have Phil Wood watching. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, It was, um, it was probably like pretty similar. Uh, I knew like coming over, like the weather wasn't going to be <laughs> great. Uh, to be fair, this winter it just did not stop raining. 
It was awful. Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what everybody that says. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that. Um, but I think I was kind of blown away with all the relationships and friends, and uh, especially how well NUGC welcomed me into their family. That kind of blew me away and exceeded expectations for me. So that was that was definitely a nice surprise. Uh, appreciate that. But, um, that's nice of you to say. Yeah. So. When you say kind of like, like we overdid your expectations, was it um, not so friendly in America then, from your experience? What the the people? No, no. Like in terms of like the golf, the golf, like the people in the golf team, was it more kind of competitive and you know you feel like you're going up against each other more? Mm, no, no. It was it was a pretty like enjoyable like experience uh, and in my undergraduate. Ex- uh, undergraduate uh, experience at UNC. Um, yeah, we, we did compete against each other almost every day. Played tons of games on the course. And um, I, I think my senior year, like trash talking did get like, that was like pretty common. And there were some, like a, f- a few scuffles just with like people really really uh talking trash at each other but I, I wasn't it was it was normally like three guys but um yeah well, it just sounds like rory and pete in our team right? yeah <laughs> no but but once we got on off the golf course it was it was all it's all fun and games we were we were friendly with each other yeah but yeah just just sometimes like the competitiveness of everybody thinking that they're the best uh that would come out maybe not in the best way yeah, I think we all knew that you were the best. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no real debate here. Yeah. Um, what What are the biggest differences then between uh, English, well, British university golf and American college golf, in terms of like courses, structure of leagues, all that sort of stuff? Yeah. So courses. Um, yeah, definitely set up like <laughs> a lot differently, as you could imagine. Um, In terms of quality. But for those that yeah, don't know, like, there are some absolute shock. There's some horrendous courses in the league that we play. Um, yeah. Um, probably, I won't name names, but um, yeah, I'd imagine there were some yeah. courses that we played last year, Josh, that <laughs> you'd have never kind of seen the likes of before. Yeah, yeah maybe so. But uh, yeah, t- typically everyone, uh, most college teams host like a home event and they're always trying to put their best foot forward. So like even if they don't host at their home course, they'll, they'll find like a really nice course in the area to, to host the tournament on. So we played definitely like a lot of great courses over the years. Um, I think uh, s- some of the, well, Eagles Lake was pretty good. <laughs> but I was I was talking about like in America. Um, tough to some of the best courses we played weren't even in in tournaments. They were just team retreats that we would go on, uh, like go to Pine Valley or Cypress Point. Um, and then we, I think my final two years we went to Hawaii for a turn, tournament so that was that was pretty special but yeah the, the courses you must probably, have thought Nottingham was awful 
you can go into little weekend yeah. trips to Pine Valley and um, like, or whatever. Yeah. And you come here and you go into Loughborough and <laughs> Blackpool. Yeah, Blackpool. No, I was surprised fun, you but... didn't leave after the first week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely the courses are probably better in America and set up a little tougher, but. Uh, but you you got to think like the people playing college golf over there are getting recruited to play and they're they're practicing every day something that isn't even like feasible for some students in the UK because they don't have they can't like pick the classes to where they can go to the course every day um, or or some people just don't even have have rides like not many. Yeah. Not many students uh, at, at uni in the UK have have cars, so yeah, it's uh, logistically a little more difficult to figure out how to uh, sort some practice time out. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's, that's why the courses are set up. That's somewhere where Nottingham could definitely improve, kind of going forward. Because I think we we were the only university in that top league that didn't that don't have like a golf management degree or something like that. So. I think quite a few of the other teams would have had that where you can just have classes in the morning and then go and play in the afternoon or whatever. So um, maybe it'll change at Nottingham. But yeah, like you say, it was it was pretty difficult for us, wasn't it? Like <laughs> trying to get lists and trying to arrange um, practice sessions and whatever. It was mm-hmm. pretty difficult for us with everybody just doing like normal degrees. Yeah. Do you have um, any particular highlights from your time at Knots, both on and off the course? Knots. Let's see. By your win at Woodall Spa. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I think I think winning there on on my birthday was pretty cool, uh, for sure. Um, and then I think the thing that st- stood out the most is probably just the the team trips that we took, uh, like taking like a handful of guys and Felicia to the St Andrews was pretty cool. Just seeing that area walking around the old course a little bit and then I guess the last one to to Sutton down south the Sutton Golf Club was was pretty fun just having the the house to ourselves for the for the week um kind of just kicked back and cut up with the boys a little bit yeah um finally uh what yeah Felicia, of course um what does the future have in store for Jamar on and off the course? Mm-hmm. So on the course, um, I I still enjoy playing golf and enjoy playing competitively. So I I look forward to continue competing in in the game. Um, I'm not sure like whether that's uh, like exclusively on amateur level or or not um because my, my brother's currently in the pgm pga pgm program and uh he's uh an assistant pro at a private club in in the area and i know he's having a lot of fun doing that and um you get to play like like these professional events i mean they're they're like assistant professional events where you're only competing against like club pros so it's not like yeah touring pros so um that's that's something that could be like appealing to me, honestly, because it's it's not like a whole lot of pressure. You're kind of just out there uh, playing for playing like for a little bit of money, but it's it's not like you're 
it's not like life life or death like you have to make this putt to secure yeah. enough money to eat dinner tonight um so it's i think in a sense that would be like pretty enjoyable but um if not just like playing and competing as an amateur would be would be fun as well do you know what do you know what, if it if if it's not golf then what kind of line of work are you looking into do you have any idea? Um, I think, I, obviously, with my degree, uh, my marketing degree, I think potentially working with sport sport marketing agencies in America could be a possibility. But um, for now, I'm just kind of trying to focus on uh, on my program until it finishes up in September, and then probably start trying to sort that out. So yeah, I still got a lot of work to do until yeah. until then. So just try to keep my head down and keep working. Not what, try to get what, too distracted. What would it take for you to turn pro? Is is that is there absolutely no chance that that's going to happen, or is there a little glimmer of hope that we still might see uh, Josh Martin on the PGA Tour? <laughs> um. Uh, I mean, you shot sixty eight for God's sake at Pinehurst. I mean. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, still, it's still there if you want it. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it would take something pretty crazy, honestly. <laughs> like maybe win the USAM or something. Yeah, which you haven't played in twice, haven't you? Yeah, but we didn't actually mention that. Close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's yeah. Yeah. Probably it's not very, not very likely, honestly. <laughs> uh, also, I think it's, I think the U.S. Open is returning to Pinehurst, North Carolina, in 2024. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. How um, keen are you in hosting a, um, a army of NUGC alumni um, for a week to watch the U.S. Open? <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. I might not be living here then, but yeah, we could all. You'd rent a I'll house or I'll something. Put that maybe. I'll put that down as a maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, um, I'll, I'll meet up. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it'd be good. Uh, just finally, any advice to a young golfer uh, looking to either improve or um, perhaps uh, make his way in a professional game? Mm-hmm. I think the most important thing for uh, young guys trying to make it or just or just improve their game would probably be just to have fun with it, um, enjoy the ride, because as we know, golf is a very difficult game and something that I always didn't have like respect for was like just how difficult the game is and that there are going to be ups and downs. Um, I always like wanted to play well and just be the best like right, right now. But I think in those in those lulls where you're struggling, I think just uh, recognizing like how difficult the game is is important. And then obviously just celebrating success like when you do achieve something great is is important too. But um, yeah, golf is a game. I think the main thing is is should be having fun and um, just staying persistent because even the best guys go through times where they're not playing their best, but the people who, who are consistently up at the top are, are persistent in their work ethic and 
it seems like those are the guys who really enjoy playing the game the most too. Yeah. Josh, just just before we finish, um, just kind of to uh, except for Brooks. Let, let, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just to say, just to kind of let the viewers know, like how good you actually were. I was kind of just snooping around the internet and came across this thing um, of like top ten golf prodigies, and you you were ranked fifth of all time. Um, I'll just give you a few people in the list. Um, Tiger Woods was one, as you can probably imagine, like ridiculous um, amateur career, whatever. And they do actually, um, they do compare you to him on here, which is pretty cool. And then uh, we're just going down the list. You're at five. And then Michelle Wee is at six, who, if you're into is golf, that... you'll know who she is. Pretty, <laughs> pretty decent career. Lexi Thompson is at seven. Um, Bobby Jones is at eight, who has won the Grand Slam, won all four majors, um, the creator of Augusta, so you're ahead of him, which is pretty cool. Um, Phil Nicholson's at nine, so you're ahead of Nicholson. He's had a decent career. Um, and then also going a little bit further down, we've got Spieth at 11, who also has won three. Right. So he's won three majors, which is pretty cool. Um, I was just reading some, somebody's put a comment uh, under your name here, um, and it says, Probably the best uh, under 13 in history. He has won every major tournament a player his age can win. Four US Kids Worlds, two Callaway Worlds, one Optimist World, etc., etc. In 2010, at the age of 13, he won on the AJGA Tour. He was also selected as an honorable mention Rolex All-American, the youngest player ever to afford that honor. Uh, who reportedly has all the tools and is already in uncharted waters at his age. Like, I mean, how, how does that make you feel, like, just listening to something like that and, like, the names that you're ahead of? I mean, <laughs> if that was me, I would just have that on my wall, um, <laughs> just in the, uh, in the main room so everybody could see. I mean, like, that's pretty incredible, is it not? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Golf's a humbling game. Yeah. Over the years, it'll it'll humble you pretty quickly if you get too big of a head. So, uh, I think appreciating that I was able to like achieve and do some great things in the past, but not letting uh, letting affect like my personality or how I treat people. It's also important to me as well. Yeah. I so, I, don't, I certainly don't think the fame ever changed you. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. But well done anyway, Josh, from, from yeah, all of us. Mate, you got some great stories and um, I really enjoyed hearing them, uh, to be honest. And I hope uh, the viewers did as well. Um, but that is that is all for today. I hope you enjoyed. Please um, like, subscribe, uh, follow the podcast, all of that jazz. Uh, cheers, guys.